When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Only a couple of weeks of the Speedway season left, but what a week in British Speedway as Great Britain Speedway team are world champions for the first time since 1989. What a moment for Britain! Great Britain are world champions! Can you believe it? We'll hear from one of the stars of the GB team, Dan Bewley, very soon on an incredible weekend of Speedway in Manchester. We also look back on what seems a dim and distant memory now as Peterborough claimed the Premiership title. I can't ask for any more. It's been amazing to be a part of this team and... Uh... What a way to um, to go out on. Speedway's oldest individual competition takes place this week. The Teesside Silver Helmet at Redcar is back in a competition that's been around for almost 100 years now. And we have the exclusive on No Breaks, No Fear. The lineup revealed a little later. We'll be joined by the Bears co-promoter Jitendra Duffel, who will reveal all. And it's Pool Pirates who are the first through to the championship playoff final after defeating Leicester. We'll hear from Leicester Stuart Dixon and we'll hear from Neil Middleditch of Pool along with Danian Hume as well a little later on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Welcome along then, not long left of the official Speedway season now, but still quite a bit of action to get in over the next couple of weeks. And what a week it's been for British Speedway, with Great Britain's Speedway team crowned world champions for the first time since 1989 at the Speedway of Nations. Youngsters Robert Lambert and Dan Bewley, both products of British Speedway's National Development League, raced to victory in a dramatic grand final shootout against Poland in the Monster Energy FIM Speedway of Nations at a sold-out National Speedway Stadium in Manchester. Ty Woffenden crashed out of day one and Bellevue racer Dan Bewley came in for the injured triple world champion. After coming through the last chance race-off against Denmark, they knew avoiding last place in the final would hand them the world title. Who will be world champions? Will it be Poland? Will it be Great Britain? Here we go! And the tape tries and Martin has got there and now Janowski is going to try the outside run. Great Britain cannot afford 
All four riders in the GV squad are products of the National Development League and have worked their way through Speedway's ranks. Robert Lambert scored 32 of Great Britain's 64 points and having received that trophy, he wasn't letting it go. Hi everyone, so we're just here now with this beauty. <laughs> finally, it took all this time. Team GB, we've finally done it. Thanks to everyone's support today and uh, we're definitely going to put this in a, in a safe cabinet and... Uh, and we're going to have a great night. Thanks to everyone's support. It's been incredible. Woo! The last time a British Speedway team claimed a gold medal in a World Championships was in 1989, 32 years ago. And that was a team that boasted the likes of Jeremy Doncaster, Kelvin Tatum, Paul Thorpe, Simon Wigg and Simon Cross. Those names now replaced by Dan Bewley, Robert Lambert, Ty Woofenden and Tom Brennan. Well, after the dust settled, Dan Bewley has been reflecting on an amazing weekend of Speedway at the National Speedway Stadium. Well, Dan Bewley, how does it feel to be uh, a big part of one of the biggest moments in British Speedway, uh, Speedway Nations Champions. Yeah, it's awesome, you know, it's um, it's still a bit fresh, you know, it hasn't quite sunk in yet, but um, yeah, you know, it took four of us, four of us got the job done, you know, over two days, it was an awesome team effort and uh, yeah, it's just crazy, really. Yeah, obviously going into that uh, final as well against Poland, they were the uh, major favourites, so it was uh, pressure off in a way. Yeah, never really thought about it too much, you know, and um, we got we got uh, heat advantage um, in the in the first race, me and Rob. So it kind of showed, you know, we could we could do it. And then um, going in the final, we knew just you know what, whatever happens happens, and uh, just just go out and just try and split them or beat beat one of them, and just just don't finish last. That was the plan. So you know, and uh, you know, we kind of well, I knew that was what was happening after the first lap, and magic went down. I knew just bring it home, but. Uh, Rob hadn't seen it, he was charging for the win, so I was just watching him thinking, you know, don't get into much trouble, just, just bring it on home, but um, yeah, we got the job done. I say pressure off, but obviously with the, with the crowd and the, and the backing that you had, obviously you knew the expectation and, and the hope was there, but um, probably the, the support that the supporters gave you at the National Speedway Stadium got you through as well. Yeah, you know, it was a, it was a tough old night with the, with the rain we had and uh, get to pull some brave moves out on the track and uh, we had awesome support all night from well all weekend I should say from the, from the crowd and uh, I think that wasn't just the English team that was you know there was fans from every country there and they were all the support just just the riders not not so much any team just just everybody does that say a lot about you as well obviously you weren't in uh, fully involved in the racing in, in day one and then obviously that uh, horrific crash with Wuffy on uh, on event one as well so to get the call up so late on and, and still produce the goods what does that say about yourself do you think yeah you know it was pretty tough um watching this an awesome meeting you know the best racing i've ever seen at bellevue and then you know see ty have a horrible crash like that and then you, you kind of thinking like well, I could be in now and we kind of didn't really know till the following morning how it was going to be so it was just just a waiting game and just just try and be ready just in, just in case and uh, you know unfortunately for Ty he was in a lot of pain so we had to step on in but um, you know he got us got us the points on the first day and then uh, me and Rob we, and Tom as well we uh, we got it in the, in the second day so it was just awesome that um, we, we were able to do that you know to, to bring in a reserve and, and to still win, I think it's extra special. Yeah, when you had that gold medal in your hand as well, obviously you've worked your way up from the, the very bottom of the, the National League as well. Um, obviously you uh, had some horrific injuries a, a couple of years back, which you had to uh, really fight hard to, to get back from as well. So when you had that medal in your hand, how did that make you feel? Yeah, you know, it was just it was just special. Ever, 
from the moment, even not even from the moment crossing the line, you know, just from the moment the scene uh, magic go down, you know, you cut it for him, you know, he'd like to you know, battle all the way to the finish, all four of us, but just from that moment, you kind of think well, like we're one foot in the door and then uh, across the line and you know, you know, you've done it. Like, and then from that moment on for the rest of the night was just special and uh, yeah, it was, we well, lost our words a little bit, but um, yeah, it was just a huge achievement, achievement for everybody in Team GB and uh, yeah, you know, I think this is a sixth plus, yeah, I think sixth season since I started, so um, yeah, not one go in the National League, so it's, it's pretty cool looking back. Yeah, and obviously the Great Britain Speedway team as well, they've been putting the efforts in behind the scenes for a, a few years now and um, uh, ultimate reward for them as well. Yeah, you know, they've, they haven't really been in it very long, just the past few years and, uh, you know, they've had some, they've been pretty successful since, uh, had a couple of medals and, uh, you know, to get a gold for everybody, it's awesome. So, yeah, it was just a full team effort, you know, four riders and then everyone behind, behind that, you know, physios and training and, you know, everyone's mechanics as well. You know, it was hard work getting the bikes going, but um, everyone just got together and you know, we made it work. Yeah, and obviously 32 years of, uh, of that drought coming to an end at long last as well, but um, everyone behind the scenes feels that, that this is just the start of something special now. Yeah, I hope so, and uh, yeah, 32 years is a long time ago. I don't think any of us were born then, and uh, you know, I think we're probably the youngest team by far, um, even with Ty, and then if you look at the second there, we're like, our average age was about 21 or 20 or something. You know, it's pretty crazy thinking about thinking about that. So uh, yeah, hopefully we that's not the last, and we can uh, we can carry this on. Dan Julie, many congratulations, Speedway of Nations gold medalist. Thank you. Yeah, the future is indeed bright and some of the uh, upcoming talent that we have in the youth ranks of British Speedway equally exciting and some of those get to have a crack at Bartosz Marschlik themselves on Wednesday night in that international test match which is taking place at Glasgow. Of course, uh, for Great Britain, Ty Woofenden is ruled out following uh, his injuries that uh, he received on the first day of the Speedway of Nations in Manchester. So Chris Harris comes into the Great Britain lineup. So the team for Great Britain Britain will be at number one Chris Harris, Tom Brennan at number two, Dan Bewley at three, Adam Ellis at four, Robert Lambert at five and Jordan Palin at six. For Poland, number one will be Dominic Kubera, Tobias Musilak at number two, Matze Janowski at number three, Jakub Miskowiak at number four, Bartosz Szmarszlik at five and Victor Lampart at number six. It gets underway 7.30 Wednesday evening and of course there is a live stream in two languages languages in fact as well um, in uh, English and in Polish which is uh, going to be a, a big hit I'm sure among the Polish community and of course there'll be plenty turning out for that match I'm sure as well at Ashfield and uh, we'll bring your reaction to that I'm sure on next week's episode of No Breaks No Fear which will be the last one for the season of course such is the position we're in at this time of year still to come on No Breaks No Fear I know it seems like a distant memory but you remember Peterborough they won the Premiership title against Bellevue in what was an awesome evening of racing in fact that whole fixture both legs of that premiership playoff final were absolutely top draw we will speak to those involved at Peterborough we'll also get the thoughts of Tom Brennan as well of Bellevue and we have the lineup revealed exclusively on this podcast hear it here before you'll get it anywhere else for the Teesside Silver Helmet which is a big fixture happening at Redcar this Friday and uh, features some very well-known names 
names among that lineup as well. Co-promoter at Red Card, Jitendra Duffel, will be with us to reveal the full 16 riders taking part in Speedway's oldest individual competition. That's all on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan. Welcome along to No Breaks, No Fear. Still to come, the lineup for the Red Car Teesside Silver Helmet, which is taking place this Friday. First of all, we'll look back at last Thursday. Peterborough were crowned Premiership champions with a 10 point aggregate win over Bellevue in a memorable grand final. The Panthers won the second leg 51 39 in front of a packed house at the East of England Arena, turning around their two point deficit in Manchester on Monday. The Aces had doubled their overall advantage after four races of the return but the home side dominated the mid stages of the meeting with three five ones between heats six and ten skipper scott nichols and rising star youngster jordan palin clinched the title with a four two in heat 14 after the panthers had briefly been delayed by a stunning ride by aces number one dan Bewley to come from the back and win heat 13 and peterborough panthers are going to be crowned 2021 Premiership Speedway Champions and it is Scott Nichols who takes the win in Heat 14. Let the celebrations begin for the Peterborough Panthers who are British Speedway Premiership Champions. Coming up, we'll hear from some of the stars of that Peterborough side, including Captain Scott Nichols, youngster Jordan Palin, Bjarna Pedersen and uh, Michael Palm-Toft, of course, who did the business despite riding with broken fingers for the last few meetings. First of all, though, to the man who let out the biggest sigh at the East of England Arena, and that was Rob Lyon. He's speaking to Dave Rowe. Rob, you've just let out an enormous sigh, and that is the stress, I think, of the last probably four weeks or so, juggling, injuries, reserves, everything else and you are champions. How does it feel? It feels fantastic, Dave. It's, uh, you're right, as you know, it's been, it's been a juggle uh, since uh, Ulrich Blessing was injured and RR, we've been covering it all, all our matches and um, pretty much. And it's been a juggle, but we've got there and we've got over the line and, you know, we deserve it. The boys have been absolutely fantastic all year. As it was, your, your tactics from the playoffs, from finishing top to pick Wolverhampton, when you knew that hands would be, would be strong there, and then Bjarne, obviously, at Bellevue. But you must have been a bit concerned with Bellevue's record here. Yeah, we obviously were. I think whichever way you looked, it was going to be whatever decision you made, it was always going to be a difficult tie. There was four good teams in that playoff. But we had to believe in our own ability and, and take advantage of what we felt was the right thing to do. And we knew that there's a good chance that Bellevue would get there if they beat Sheffield or whoever it was would be a difficult final because both teams have won at our place. Um, but we felt if it was Bellevue, we can we can compete there. Um, we did that on Monday again and we felt that third time lucky we've got to turn them over. And um, we certainly did that tonight. What's the turning point? I guess it was Heat 12 at Bellevue. You were 10 points down. That, that could easily have gone the other way. And that momentum shift happened there and it just, just carried on tonight. Yeah, it did. It, it, psychologically, it gave us a great chance to, to kick on tonight and, and, win the, and win the tie, win the championship. Um, and, you know, I think, again, we saw that tonight at mid-meeting how we rallied and um, started to just edge away. And uh, it was enough. We had enough in the tank in the end to get us over the line, which was great.
That's Rob Lyon speaking to Dave Rowe. Of course, let's not forget that Peterborough were perhaps um, scoffed at slightly, shall we say, when their team was announced at the start of the season. I don't think anybody really thought of them as serious contenders. And we will get Rob Lyon's thoughts on the whole Dad's Army thing in just a little while. First of all, let's speak to some of the riders, starting with Captain Scott Nichols speaking to Dave. Scott, the celebrations have just about begun to to, to lie down. Is Is it sunk in yet? No. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it, these are real special occasions. It's kind of the euphoria of winning and and taking it all in. It's it's kind of the next few days, and you know your phone will go berserk with the messages, which you know that that's unreal. That's the thing that keeps it going, and you realise just how much support you've got. What was said after the the first leg? There was such a hard effort. I mean, the Wolverhampton semi-final was exciting, but the meeting on Monday was sensational. We came back with that dramatic comeback. What was said in the week before tonight's meeting? Just you know that we'd we'd had the momentum, we'd we'd shown you know so much character and spirit to come back like that. Obviously losing hands early on, we're already without Uli, um, and to be ten points down. I, personally, partway through the meeting at Bellevue, I was like, oh man, this is like the writing's on the wall. Um, not not a defeatist, but just thinking, geez, this is going to be a tough battle because we know how good they are here. Um, but you know, we we dug in. We just everybody just focused on their thing, and that week we just said like you know on the WhatsApp group, just you know this this. Uh, just keep this going, just win this title. It's um, you know, we, we all fired each other up and, and it showed. A great final for Speedway. I mean, everyone had such a terrible year last year. You couldn't race, we couldn't talk about it. And the entertainment and the commitment from both teams in this final was something we've not seen for a long time. Oh, 100%. Even the, even the semi-finals were, were fantastic. But yeah, the final was had everything, had controversy, to and fro. It was a, a brilliant competition great advert for British Speedway you know so fortunate it's covered on Eurosport and you know but for me personally it's the fact that we had so many fans in attendance here that was unreal um, I've not seen a stadium in, in British Speedway like that for an awful long time so uh, let's hope a big percentage of those guys come back in 2022 and finally to captain a top league winning team once again so many years on it, it must feel great oh it does it, the feeling never changes it's, it's a huge honour um, you know I, I I'm always privileged and honoured to be the captain, but as I always say, especially with teams like this, um, everybody plays a captain's role. So um, I've just got the, the little C beside my name, and that's pretty much it. Great job, Scott. Thank you very much. We'll see you next year. We will do. Thank you. Well, of course, that win will have extra significance for Bjarne Pedersen, who was rounding off his career with a fantastic performance. And, of course, winning the league in Britain has to be one hell of a way to sign off. And uh, he's been reflecting on that night of Speedway at the East of England Arena. Bjarne, for your last meeting, a real special season. What a way to finish the season and your career. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't ask for any more. It's been amazing to be a part of this team and uh, what a way to, um, to go out on. And right to the very end, you were racing very hard. There were some really tough races out there tonight. Yeah, you know, they never give up. And you know that it's going to be tough. But, uh, you know, it's just nice to not need to go out and hit 15 to, to make it happen. So, uh, yeah, the, the captain, he did a great job in hit 14. And that was fantastic. So, yeah, what a night. Going back to the, the winter, when you agreed to come back to the UK to arrive for Peterborough, were you talking about you, you could do something like this as a team to come back for one final season and, and try and win something big? Yeah, I was very pleased with you know to see how the team was put together and uh, have have Rob as well as the team and I was quite pleased with everything to be fair and uh, it's it's early season it's a long season so we not really know you know how how we're getting on but for sure you know it'll always be a good team spirit in this camp so uh, uh, you know like I said before you know if one was struggling there was always someone to take over in this team and. Uh, 
someone was more into big tracks, someone was into small track, and that was what made us so good this season. And when you see an atmosphere like that, the crowd's going crazy, I bet you, you wish you're going to carry on for another 10 years. Yeah, you know, to be a part of this team and being fantastic, you know, the, it's been so good team spirit and uh, even, you know, mechanics been helping each other. Like, we also see that we're surprised uh, time after time, you know, we was 10 point down at Bellevue and we pulled it back to only two so that's just been a part this just you know being like that the whole season Bjarnik congratulations fabulous career take a lot of credit from it and great season here with Peterborough thank you so much you know they make speedway riders tough don't they and in what other sport would you have someone racing a bike at 70 miles an hour with broken fingers that's exactly what Michael Palm Toff did last week racing on Monday for Peterborough Tuesday for Redcar, he had Wednesday off, and then on Thursday back in action again, helping Peterborough win the Premiership title, all while riding with uh, broken fingers. Uh, Thankfully, he's now able to fully recover and uh, leave the bikes alone for a little bit, but he's been reflecting on an epic performance to help seal the deal for Peterborough, and he's speaking with Dave too. Got to pull something out the back. Uh, Knew it was important, so I didn't want to let the team down, even with an injury, so yes. Good. I mean, the first leg was tough, came back two points down. Bellevue were always going to give it a go, and they've had such a good record round here. But tonight, didn't seem to match. The Panthers always come from the back. Yeah, uh, the other two times they've been here, the track was different. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a bit more dirt on it when they came here. So, I think it played into our favour a bit. And the atmosphere from the crowd when, when you're coming from the back and the five ones, unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, Good to see the the crowd, the fans, like how many there was. That's that's what we want for a final. What's it been like to be part of this team? It seems to be a real special spirit amongst the team. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Um, I wanted to win this when when I saw the team. Like everybody was writing it off, I didn't. Uh, it's really good team on paper. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to win. And now, how long will it take for that hand to heal? Are you going to be back in a few weeks' time, hopefully? I know it's the winter, obviously. Mm, depends. I might have to have an operation on it. I need another x-ray, and then uh, we'll decide then, because the bone is not connected at all. It's it's hanging. So. But you just came back every every meeting. You, you So you had to pull out at, at Wolverhampton, but after that, you were back for every meeting. Yeah, I... They gave me the, the number one jacket, uh, and that's what that was my goal at the start of the season. Didn't tell anybody, um, and yeah, I got it, and I wanted to prove that I am a number one. So yeah, go out and do my best. Michael, fantastic season. We've seen you involved in some brilliant races and a great team. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. If anybody deserves a rest, it's certainly Michael Palmtoft, who uh, an incredible battling performance despite having those broken fingers, as he uh, detailed. Of course, he's also been riding for Red Car as well. And still to come on No Breaks, No Fear, the lineup for the Teesside Silver Helmets, which is uh, a big event that's happening this Friday at the Media Prima Arena. We will be speaking with Jitendra Duffel, one of the Red Car co promoters, very soon. First of all, let's hear from the youth of Peterborough, because um, Peterborough, as we know, 
show all about the experience, been dubbed Dad's Army, and we'll get Rob Lyon's thoughts on that moniker very soon. But we mustn't forget that it's not all been about the experience. There has been youth in the Peterborough team as well, in the form of Jordan Palin, who we must remember is still 17 years old, has himself a Premiership winner's medal, and surely he's learned lots from having such experienced talent around the pits. He's been reflecting on his season with Dave Rowe. Jordan Palin, the youngest member of Dad's Army, um, what a night, what a season, and you played a big part with, with that race win. Yeah, definitely a bit lost for words. was written off at the start of the season for title um, title winners, but we approved them all wrong, and um, what can I say, first year in professional league racing, I've got a league title to my name, it's absolutely amazing. And what an incredible atmosphere from the fans as well. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to all the fans when I was lining up to start line, all I could hear was them, so I just want to say thank you for sticking with us throughout the season and uh, hopefully we'll see you next season. We, we know what a talent you are, you've shown that in, in, in previous years coming through the youth ranks, but to step up into the into the Premiership, massive move for you, real tough racing, but over the year you must feel like you've really progressed. Yeah, I feel like I've progressed really nicely and I owe a lot to the other guys in the team for uh, teaching me a lot this year and um, leeching off their knowledge a bit, but uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone and I uh, just want to keep moving forward. Yeah, and that, that hopefully will continue with the Premiership next season? Yeah, hopefully I want to stay in this league and just keep getting more points each uh, meeting and just climbing up the ladder and hopefully to the top. Well, superb. Great to watch you progress and we look forward to more of it next year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a big year, I think, for Jordan Palin and continuing his development. And as I mentioned, still only 17 years old. He just passed his driving test. Uh, but he's going to be lining up for the Great Britain team on Wednesday against Poland in that test match. And that's going to be some terrific experience for him uh, to be part of that uh, team and taking to the track against the world's best, of course. Um, let's have the final thought then from Rob Lyon. Um, Peterborough dubbed Dad's Army through the course of this season. I think one or two people were sceptical as towards their chances um, in the Premiership with uh, a team of experience over youth and maybe not always the most fashionable of teams at the start of the season, but um, have certainly shown that experience wins in the end. Here's Rob once again. Just tell us on the season as a whole, tell us about the about the Dad's Army stuff. It started as a bit of a joke, the journalists were writing you off, but it's something that you turned massively in your favour. It really worked out for you in the end. Yeah, it did, yeah. And the boys were taking it on board, you know, and they, they all, we often, in the WhatsApp group, we've, we often discuss stuff like that, you know, Dad's Army this, Dad's Army that, and it's just a tag we've we've sort of embraced, if you know what I mean. So um, it's been great, and, and they've you know they've been a great bunch to work with, fantastic uh, bunch to work with, and a special mention for Ulrich Ostergaard because you know he is a big part of this team, and his contribution at the start of the year before he was sadly injured uh, is as important as anybody else. And um, it's a shame he's not here to celebrate with us, but hopefully he was watching and you know can celebrate at home in Denmark. I must ask you about reserve changes. Bjarne Pedersen, who is retiring and put in the most commitment once again, and you bring Jordan Pagan, your rising star, into Heat 7, and he goes and wins it. Yeah, and Jordy was, you know, on gate three in that race, and I, we discussed that at length with him, and um, we knew one and three was pretty good, and Jordy can trap, and um, he's quick enough, and, uh, yeah, he popped out. He did it at Bellevue. He did it again tonight, so that's good. Just finally, it must have been a big call for you to come back into team management. Would have been for 2020, uh, held over to 2021. But to win a top league title, that, that must make it all worthwhile. Absolutely, makes it very sweet. And um, yeah, I can't thank the promotion and the track staff here at Peterborough have been absolutely first class. And um, it's been a joy to, to be a part of. It's been a great team to watch this season. Deservedly champions. Well done. Thank you. Cheers.
big congratulations to Rob Lyon and uh, the whole of the affectionately known Dad's Army who uh, have claimed the Premiership title 2021. Um, not to be for the Bellevue Aces then. It means their wait for a league title goes on yet further. 1993 was the last time they claimed a league crown and Tom Brennan has been reflecting on an unfortunate night for the Aces. Yeah, you know, um, very, very disappointed. Um, we obviously can't lie, you know, obviously we're all gutted. Um, we always knew it was going to be tough. We always knew that Peter were a very strong team and, you know, it's very unfortunate because, you know, we have to come here two, two times uh, previous and we sort of cleaned up, so... For us to come here, you know, I, th- I think I think I think the pressure is on. You know, they they had a long um, and they had a strong team, and obviously we never had Brady. So for us, it's disappointing. But you know, we all worked hard, and we all put 100 percent in, and that's all you can ask. Yeah, tonight too in the second leg, just a, a lack of race winners, really, wasn't it? Exactly. You know, race winners are everything. You know, you can do everything you want trying at seconds and thirds, but you know, we need those race wins, and I think I think Dan showed us how it's done. But unfortunately, we were sort of a step behind, and it was hard to try and uh, to try and find. Not only the setup, but also the mental, you know, like the crowd's big here, you know, I've never ridden a crowd this big before. And for everyone, you know, it's such a big, a big step up from what normal league racing is. You know, this is the ultimate in, in the whole of British Speedway. So for everyone, it's, it's a massive, even for the older guys, you know, it's it's a massive um, experience step. And for us, it's just to try and keep forward and focus on next year now. That's all we can do. Yeah, I was going to say, it's certainly been a, an up and down season for the Aces. But um, just to reach the grand final with some of the things you've had to contend with is a, a positive in itself, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean... You, you, um, you definitely don't get into a final uh, from uh, from um, not being good all year. So for us, you know, we obviously had our ups and have our downs, but we obviously dealt with those downs good, and uh, we managed to come here with a pretty, obviously sort of disheartened team without Brady. I mean, he's it, he's um, he's he's obviously such a big part in the in the uh, pits and stuff. So for us, you know, it's very disappointing, and and as you know, myself personally, I had a I had a pretty good night, but that doesn't really make up for what's happened. So you know, all all um, all unfairness to Peterborough, you know, they're, they're a better team on the night and. Uh, Fair play to them. Yeah, and just finally, how would you sum up uh, your first season as a, a rising star in the Premiership? Um, great, fantastic. You know, obviously to have this um, opportunity in the first place. You know, obviously to have the um, the um, rising star program. Um, I probably wouldn't be stood here if that wasn't about. So I can only thank everyone involved. Um, personally, uh, it's been pretty inconsistent. I think I, th- I think that's how I'd sum it up. You know, I've, I've had some some really good highs and some really low lows. You know, but. Um, Again, it's um, it's I'm um, all experience, and uh, I can um, hope I, I hope I can be back again here next year. Well, after the league disappointments for Tom Brennan, there was joy, of course, helping the Great Britain Speedway team claim gold in the Speedway of Nations at the weekend. And congratulations to Tom, and uh, good luck to him for the uh, Test match once again as well against Poland on the Wednesday night. Reaction to that, no doubt, next week on No Breaks, No Fear. Coming next, we're going to announce the lineup for the Teesside Silver Helmets, which is Speedway's oldest individual tournament and it's been going for almost 100 years we'll find out a little bit more about it and we'll reveal the 16 riders who are going to be battling it out this Friday at the Media Prima Arena we'll be joined by the Red Car co-promoter Jitendra Duffel for the big reveal next on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast 
Still to come, we'll hear from Neil Middleditch and Daniel Hume of Poole after the Pirates claimed their place in the Championship Playoff Final. They'll face either Edinburgh or Glasgow, who race against each other in the coming days. Right now to a competition that's taking place at Redcar on Friday. The Teesside Silver Helmet is Speedway's longest-running individual tournament. It dates back nearly 100 years, and it returns this Friday, featuring 16 top riders are going to be battling it out for that uh, prize of, well, we'll find out what the prize is in a moment. But uh, first of all, to Jatendra Duffel, uh, Red Car co-promoter who's putting the event on. And um, this competition, as I mentioned, it's steeped in history and goes back as long as Speedway has been in, in that part of the northeast. I wouldn't be surprised if my grandfather actually attended the very first one back in 1928. Um yeah, we, we have a responsibility to make sure that we, we do this competition some justice. Like you said, it has a, a lot of history and, uh, you know, we're really proud to host it as well. Now, I'm not sure what the exact story was, but there was a, a silver helmet involved at some point. Um, the, the original silver helmet probably has gone long by the wayside, but um, what are the prizes on offer for, for the riders taking part, apart from the prestige? <laughs> yeah there, there's prize money there for everybody um so you know there there is um a, a lot of incentive for for the, the riders to finish on top of the podium and and of course the uh the honor of of winning the silver helmet we you you correct the the original silver helmet did go missing somewhere along the line we we have tried to track that down with, without any success but we, we we've got another replacement there and yeah, it's uh, it's it's one that I'm really looking forward to. You know, it's it's one of my um, favorite events of the year. It can usually be quite stressful when you you've got team racing, but this is one that we as a promotion can sit back and enjoy. And and yeah, it, it's really popular with supporters and yeah, and riders too. You know, we've had a lot of interest from from riders to come and race in this. Well, that's what we're here for. Let's get to it then. The lineup for the Teesside Silver Helmets, Speedway's oldest individual competition. 16 riders are going to be racing at Redcar on Friday night. And here they are in riding order, starting at number one. Drum roll, please. So we've got Paul Stark. Paul Stark, Ipswich and Kent rides at number one. At number two, uh, we've got Redcar's own Jordan Jenkins. Ooh. Number three, another familiar face on Teesside this season. It is Kingsland and Red Cars Lewis Kerr at three. Uh, a rider next who is uh, a big northeast favourite, um, has ridden at Red Car before and is uh, finishing his career, in fact, this season as well. Yeah, we've got Aaron Summers racing. Um, interesting one because it could actually be his last appearance as a, a pres- professional speedway rider in the UK. And of course, he's he's got a long history with Red Car as well. Okay, um, number five. Now, this is a, a new name. Explain this one to us. So, at number five is a, a young German talent called Norik Bladon. I think I've pronounced that correctly, but he, he raced in the World Under 21 finals this year and did very well. He, he finished fourth in two rounds. So, um, it's always nice to have a, a, a new name amongst the lineup and, and certainly a new face on on you know in in the UK but um yeah excited about this one he's uh he certainly seems to have a very bright future and uh I'm really looking forward to see what he can do and so is this the first time he'll have been to red car as well is this a, a first appearance for him it is yeah i believe he's maybe had a blast around the scunthorpe training track when he was a bit younger i know he has ties with robbie kesler um but there'll be his first appearance at red car 
Okay, exciting new talent. Norik Bloodon at number five. Uh, number six. Uh, Ty Proctor at number six. Um, I know he's, he stood down earlier in the year at Leicester, but um, and, and of course Kings Lynn, but he seems to have got that bug back. He raced in the Julie Lewis a few weeks ago and keen to come back and show us what he can do in the silver helmet. Okay, at number seven. Now, this is a bit of a coup considering the fixtures that he's had on his plate though over the last week. Yeah, so it's uh, Chris Harris. Chris is uh, the track record holder at the Media Prima Arena, um, an out-and-out racer as well. So there's usually a lot of entertainment when he graces a shill on side. So yeah, really, really pleased to have been able to pull that one off. Number seven then, Bomber. Number eight. Number eight, we've got Scunthorpe's Josh McDonald. Again, he's, uh, he's he showed up really well at our place. Very good gator. And... Um, yeah, he's uh, he's a, another young Australian who seems to have a, a bright future. At uh, number nine, another um, well, a star that's just ridden purely in the in the Premiership this season, but um, he's coming to Redcar. He is. So at number nine, we've got Wolverhampton's Luke Becker. Um, you know, he's uh, another young talent, um, probably America's, uh, I would say, brightest talent at the moment. Had a good year over in Poland, uh, ran for Woosh and. Um, yeah, his first appearance at Redcar. Really excited to see what he can do as well. Okay, at number 10, uh, a rider who was recently uh, gracing the Media Prima Arena shale and did a lot of damage against Redcar, but this time he's out for himself. Yeah, so at number 10, it's Sheffield and Leicester's Kyle Howarth. Uh, Kyle was really keen to, uh, to to compete in the Silver Helmet this year and uh, entertaining rider. He knows the quickest way around our place as well, so um, he'll certainly be in the hunt for the... Uh, for the trophy come the end of the evening. A bit of home advantage, perhaps, uh, number 11. Yep, so Ipswich and our very own Jake Allen. Um, Jake's had a, a great season with us, um, and he'll, he'll again will be capable of, of standing on top of the podium come the end of the evening. So, yeah, um, pleased to have Jake back. Uh, another rider that featured in the Premiership Grand Final just uh, a week or so ago, uh, also lining up in the... Uh, in the silver helmets. Yeah, another ex-bear, Jai Etheridge. Um, you know, he, he moved on to, to Berwick after he'd raced for us and he's he's come on leaps and bounds from there. So, um, yeah, he's uh, a, another young talent, improving quickly and every year. And, uh, yeah, Jai will certainly be amongst it. OK, at number 13, um, a rider who has been around British Speedway for quite a while and uh, the um, captain of Scunthorpe. He is, Simon Lambert. Uh, Simon, again, another rider who's really keen to come and, and show us what he can do. Um, he he was really fast when he came with Scunthorpe earlier in the year. In fact, he um, he managed to pass Charles Wright in one of them. Not many people do that. So, yeah, pleased to have him. Speaking of which, at number 14? Yeah, our very own captain, uh, Charles Wright. <laughs> um, previous winner. I think he won in 2017. Um, so, he starts one of the favourites, no doubt. And at number 15, a rider that uh, you signed for the Red Car Bears, but this will be the first time you'll have seen him uh, in, a, in a home helmet colour, perhaps. <laughs> no, uh, a rider that we signed uh, initially to ride in 2021, uh, Eric Riss. Uh, Eric obviously decided that he, was, um, he had fears over COVID, uh, decided to step down, but later changed his mind. And uh, yeah, Eric, Eric loves Red Car. Um, He's, he's very quick around our place, lightning out the gate, and uh, and again, he'll start as another who could possibly uh, win win the meeting. And finally, at number 16, something for the fans of your near neighbours. Yeah, so it's, again, another ex-bear, um, 
Ben Barker. So Ben, is, um, he's won our Best Race Celebration uh, Award the last two times we've held this event, which is something we introduced in 2018. Uh, something, again, we're going to repeat this year. So he'll certainly start as favourites for that. Anybody who's seen his exploits in the past Silver Helmets will know that he's certainly got an imagination when it comes to his race celebrations. <laughs> well, tell us more about that, because that is um, part of this competition. It's not all about the racing, is it? There, As you mentioned there, there's 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 prizes for celebrations. Yeah, we we put a prize up for this um, 2018. We, we've had a spawn, one of our partner sponsors, Echo Finishing Supplies, have come in and, and uh, put up a £300 prize for the, for the winner of that. But it, it just adds an extra dimension to the meeting, and, and the riders really embraced it in the past. We... We saw everything from you know wheelies to donuts to burnouts to uh, to Ben Barker actually dressing up in our our mas- as our mascot uh, Smoggy and uh, doing a burnout. Um, yeah, it, it it got very interesting and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, added a bit of a light touch to the meeting, so fans really seem to love that. Excellent. So an extra 300 quid on the line for the best celebration. That's uh, certainly an incentive, it has to be said. And uh, a great lineup. That full 1-16 to 16 once again. Paul Stark at 1, Jordan Jenkins at 2, Lewis Kerr at 3, at 4, Aaron Summers. 5, that new rider from Germany, Norik Blodon. Ty Proctor at 6, Chris Harris at 7. At 8, Josh McDonald. 9, Luke Becker. 10, Kyle Howarth. 11, Jake Allen. Jai Etheridge at 12, Simon Lambert 13. At 4, Charles Wright, Eric Riss 15, Ben Barker at 16. I'm sure you'll agree, a great lineup there on offer and a great night speedway uh, in store. 7.30 start time at the Media Prima Arena. If you can't make it, there will be a live stream available as well that you can purchase to watch the event live wherever you may be. And uh, more details on that at the Red Car Bears website. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, you just give a visit to the uh, Red Car Bears website and you can watch it on there for the uh, the, the price of nine ninety nine. So... Um, yeah, we've got two excellent commentators and uh, the feedback so far has been really good. So lots of interest from other areas there. So um, I'm sure there's plenty there for, for, for everybody. But I mean, nine ninety nine for an evening with me, uh, you know, I think that's a bargain, uh, frankly. Uh, <laughs> Possibly I should be paying you. Um, okay, well, uh, that's a brilliant, uh, brilliant lineup. And of course, as well, um, a, a message for particularly for the the, the red car fans. Um, the season, the end of the season is uh, approaching, and you've got your um, end of season shindig as well uh, lined up for any fans that uh, are able to make it. That's right. So we've got that lined up on Friday the fifth of November. And that's taking place at Middlesbrough Football Club's uh, Riverside Stadium in their Legends Lounge. So. That's a, a lovely venue uh, overlooking the football pitch. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we we would encourage any supporters to, to, to come along to that if they, they, they have the time. And there's um, an announcement. Yeah, right? you beat me to that, that there is. Uh, ah. You know, we've uh, we've got quite an exciting announcement to make on, on that night. Um, I'll let people, you know, use their own imagination and, and guessing as to what that might be. But um, it, it's something that I'm sure will, will be received very very well by our supporters and uh, I'm, I'm very excited by it but it's not free palmos with every season ticket it, it's something we can negotiate but not at the moment no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's usually in the rider contracts oh, well naturally <laughs> naturally i think it should be a rite of passage if if, if nothing else <laughs> um 
Jitendra, thanks very much for uh, for joining us. Good luck with the event on on Friday. The weather, by the way, looks uh, looks pretty good as well. I think uh, you know all things considered, um, and um, the stage set for a fantastic night of sort of uh, end of season speedway. That's it. We see it's a, a fitting end uh, to the season, and yeah, great way to wrap it up. So um, yeah, should be a great mean. Come along if you can. That's the Teesside Silver Helmet this Friday night at the Media Prima Arena at Redcar. One other story to cover then, and that's Poole, who booked their place in the Championship Grand Final with an impressive 50-40 win at Leicester on Saturday. The Pirates had looked to be under some pressure with only a six-point first-leg lead, but they raced to crucial 5-1s in heats 4-5 and five at the Paul Chapman & Sons Arena to leave the Lions up against it. Steve Worrell top-scored for the Pirates with 12-plus-1. Skipper Rory Schlein got 11, dropped just one point from four rides, and former Lion Cubs captain Danian Hume contributed a vital 9 plus 2 from five outings at number 2 and he's been speaking after that meeting Daniel Hume first and foremost pulled through to the championship grand final how does that feel? Oh mate it's uh, not just me the whole team's buzzing so it was going to be a, uh, a big ask to come here and what we had we didn't know if it was going to be enough or not but everyone dialed in and yeah got the job done and yeah we're buzzing I was going to say, after the, the dominance that Paul have had around Wimborne Road, uh, a lot of people thought that six points wasn't going to be enough um, against this Leicester side as well, but um, certainly came, came here to the East Midlands in fired-up mood. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like I said, we're all fired up, and it felt, even though we won by six, it felt like we lost by six. Um, we're not down in the dumps, but we're, we're feeling the pressure. Um, and to come here and ride under pressure and just keep pulling away, and I think we hovered on about ten on aggregate for, for some time, so... Yeah, to come wear that win and seal the deal, I think it was Heat 13, was, was phenomenal. Yeah, did it, uh, did it, does it mean even more because obviously you were the regular league leaders and definitely didn't want to exit at this stage, did you? Oh, not at all. Like, we worked so hard to get to where we are and we said on track walk, like, we don't want to go out now. Um, CV obviously, um, they got into the final and obviously come second in the league but lost on the night and it's not a good feeling loading your bikes up uh, when you've lost on the night and what could have gone through into like, obviously winning the winning a championship so yeah to, to come here tonight and do that was brilliant mate we have to talk about your own night individually as well obviously it's been a, a fantastic season as part of the rising star program up into the main body of the team and paid double figures here at your old track tonight yeah it was a wicked night for me um i worked hard gary worked hard so i'd like to thank him for that and yeah it's good to see my dad here um he's been working hard so to have him well on the other side of the fence was was brilliant and yeah it's just one of those nights um Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it as soon as I got here and yeah, rode my socks off and yeah, I'm buzzing, mate. Congratulations to you on the Pirates stamp. Cheers, thank you. The first year in the championship for the Pool Pirates and straight through to the playoff final and they'll meet either Edinburgh or Glasgow. That has yet to be decided. Let's hear from Neil Middleditch right now, speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Neil Middleditch uh, through to the championship uh, grand final. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels fantastic. I mean, you know, I've been here so many times in finals and everything, but at the, my nerves never seems to be any less. And uh, yeah, delighted with the effort tonight. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, six points, you know, it, it's... You'd like to think it was enough. Um, and it proved to be. I mean, we, 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 you know, my, my pre-meeting chat was let's try and hit them hard and, and make them chase us, and that's what we did. We, we were getting good tonight, where your, you know, Leicester were getting really good at our place, and they outdid us. But no, a great team effort. Special mention to Daniel Hume, number two, tough number, rode out of his socks. 
Yeah, like you say, uh, a six-point um, advantage with, with how dominant you have been at Wimborne Road. Um, obviously, people uh, expected a, a bit more than that, but like you say, the boys uh, certainly came here in determined mood. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we, we really did want this. You know, it was, it, we, we were disappointed on Wednesday and we all had a chat and we're up, we got a little group going and we, you know, we were all really pumped up for tonight and uh, it, it worked out brilliantly. I'm very, very pleased for everybody, for the fans as well. Yeah, Ray, uh, you mentioned Daniel Hume, obviously a, a great, uh, great night at number two. Um, also, Benjamin Basso is... Uh, is one of his first appearances uh, here as well and uh, another big night at reserve yeah he's, 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 he's a tremendous little rider ben, uh, Benjamin I've got a lot of time for him he's, he's very very typical Danish mentality very very professional very disappointed he doesn't win races but uh, you know everybody played their part tonight I mean it was it was it's, it's no iron team and, and seven boys got us here tonight yeah it's going to be a, a frantic end to the, the season now uh, a couple more long trips involved as well yeah that's right I've been doing them all season with Harry, but I think I'll be making the trips up for the, for the finals that's for sure Congratulations then to the Pool Pirates. Um, Neil Middleditch there uh, referring to him, but Gary Havelock also heavily involved with the Pool Pirates, uh, looking after their northern adventures through the course of this season. So it'll be fascinating to see who they're going to face, whether it'll be uh, Edinburgh or Glasgow. And of course, uh, the the two of those fought it out in the Knockout Cup last weekend and um, Edinburgh making it through to the final, pulling back 16 points against Glasgow at Armadale. There's uh, a few twists and turns to come in those fixtures between those two uh, over the next week or so, I'm sure. What about Leicester then? They've had an impressive season, but uh, ultimately uh, failed to get to the uh, playoff final at the end of it all. And uh, Stuart Dixon has been reflecting on the season with Ryan Guest. Well, Stuart Dixon, um, how disappointing is it for the season to end like that? Yeah, obviously a disappointment. Um, we um, we thought we'd kept the tie alive at Wednesday night at Wimborne Road. And unfortunately tonight... The Pirates were just that bit better than us. Um, there's no doubt they deserved their win. Fair point of view, we've had a decent season. We finished third in the league. Semi-finals, knockout cup, semi-final of playoffs. Just weren't good enough, unfortunately. And sometimes you've got to put your hand up and say, beat me the better team. Yeah, like you say, uh, only six points down. You thought you'd got a real chance here tonight. How much of a killer blow were those five ones against in Eats four and five? That's that's where we lost the momentum and they gained the momentum. Uh, you could sense it in the pits. Two five ones, eight four and eight five. Uh, you know the pendulum swung really and it pulls hands. Uh, we never recovered. You could tell with the crowd, the atmosphere went as well. Even when we were winning our couple of races here or there, you never get the same reaction. Uh, we, had a, we had a chat with the talk. Sometimes, you know, as a team manager, deep down, there's not going to be your night. And I just felt it was, it was one of those nights after about heat four or five, but. I ain't going to slate my riders. They've done really well. Well, if it, you know, you you won't make comparisons to 2019. That's what I'm doing, and we never come up to the standards that we set. But you know, we still had a decent season overall, and with a lot of entertainment, which is I think what Speedway is about too. Yeah. How much was uh, was it a blow missing Hans Anderson for this semi-final? Well, you always want your full team. You know, Bomber was great for us on Wednesday night. Tonight was just an indifferent night for him. But, you know, these things happens. You know, Danny King had an indifferent night for them on Wednesday. Tonight he was sensational. You know, sometimes it happens, unfortunately. Um, Hans, obviously, he's very good. I think he's one of our strongest average riders in here. So, you know, we, we, we wish him well. You know, I seen him on the TV the other night. We wish him well. Um, I can't be disrespectful with Bomber because he tried his hardest. But Hans, you know, would it have made enough difference? I'm not convinced that we'd have done. I think, unfortunately, they seem to have the upper hand on us in most departments tonight. Yeah, and just finally, uh, yourself, obviously very ambitious, as we, as we know, and the people behind the scenes as well. So um, a, a result like this, an ending like this, will only make you more determined to head to 2022 now. 
Yeah, it will be. I'll be back for next season. Hopefully, I don't foresee any problems. Um, we have no divine right to win. I know that, and you've got to have a sense of realism when you come short, you know, and, and you just got to dust yourself down. And it'll be sore for a couple of days, you know, and I'll think about it in the drive home tonight, and I know it will be, but. I don't belong. I don't have time to dwell. I feel sorry for myself. Or I, I need to put a team together for 2022. And obviously things will move pretty quickly. And that you know, I am watching things, things developing. Riders here, one or two, looking maybe a rider abroad. Don't know. But you know, we'll work with the owners. They give me, they've given me great backing throughout. And hopefully we can bring some more success to the club. But we don't have a guarantee. We don't, we, we don't have a guarantee that we're going to get success. Speedway is a funny game, but um, we don't want to get into the habit of not winning either. You know what I mean? Commiserations tonight and many thanks for speaking thank to us you, as Thank you, thank you, cheers. Stuart Dixon of the Leicester Lions. So, the remaining fixtures this week are as follows. Wednesday night, Great Britain versus Poland in that test match at Ashfield. Of course, if you're not able to make that in person, that is available as a live stream. If you check out the Glasgow Tigers uh, website, you'll get all the info there. Two commentaries as well in English and in Polish. Um, on Thursday night, Glasgow versus Edinburgh in the Championship play- Playoff semi-final one. And then all back to Armadale the night after Friday night. Edinburgh v Glasgow for part two of the championship playoff semi-final. The Teesside Silver Helmet, as we've discussed and revealed the full 16 riders involved in that at Redcar, also 7.30. And uh, that too has a live stream, as does the Edinburgh-Glasgow match as well, by the way. Then on Saturday, a very busy day because the Peter Craven Memorial takes place at Bellevue, Manchester at 7.30. Um, Edinburgh versus Poole in the Championship Knockout Cup Final 1 at 2.30 in the afternoon. And then it's Armadale versus Mildenhall in the National Development League following that fixture. And at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena, it's uh, Leicester versus Bellevue Colts uh, in the NDL on uh, Saturday night. And then on Monday next week, the Ladbrokes Olympique at Wolverhampton, Another great speedway tradition. And then after that, only two matches left. Kent versus Bellevue in the NDL. And then on the 27th, Poole versus Edinburgh in the Championship Knockout Cup Final 2. Of course, we still have the playoff final in the championship to come as well that's yet to be put into the uh, fixture list so we're not quite there yet but nearly at the end of the list of 2021's fixtures and we'll be back with another episode of no breaks no fear next tuesday at eight o'clock for a review of uh, all of that action over the uh, coming seven days and don't forget keep up to date with everything that's happening in british speedway at speedwaygb.co.uk and no breaks no fear is a nigel pearson media limited production for British Speedway. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.